Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in John 15, but before we get started, let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for this day, for allowing us to come before you, to worship you, the creator of this world, to fellowship with you in spirit. And I just lift up this time, Lord, and I pray that you would find us worthy to hear your word, to practice your word, and to love you. I just pray that it be your words that we hear, that it be your message, and that anything from me is removed, and it's strictly your communication, your goal, your message, your love that would shine forth. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, so we're going to go in, just before we start reading 15, We're going to. I'm going to read a little bit from A.W. Tozer, no, not Tozer, I'm sorry, Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon. And it's just the introduction to when he started to preach on John 15, verse 2. And he says, These are the words of Jesus unto you that believe he is precious, and every word that he speaks is precious for his sake. You will be sure then to give every syllable its weight, and to let each word fall upon your soul as coming directly from his lips. These are the words of our Lord Jesus just before his departure from the world. We reckon the, world, the words of dying men to be worth keeping, and especially of, of such a matchless man as our Lord and Master. It may be said of him, you have kept the best wine until now. For in this chapter, and in that which follows, we have some of the choicest, deepest, and richest words that the mas- Master ever uttered. You will endeavor then to hear him speaking as upon the verge of Gethsemane. You will listen to these sentences as coming to you, associated with the groans and bloody sweat of his agony. These are words, moreover, about us, and therefore to be received by us with profound attention. The the most of us who are here are in Christ, someone, someone way or another. The majority of us profess, profess to be Christians. The text then is directed to us. When Jesus speaks about anything, it is weighty and demands our ear. So Spurgeon is really just begins his sermon that day with, hey, these are the final words of our Lord before he dies. And during this, and I'd also say in verse 14, chapter 14, are some of the most important because it's the final teachings, the final guidance that he's giving to his disciples and the world. So with that, let's just go ahead and start with chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener, Jesus says. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. 
Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So this hits home a little bit just because I have a practical application in in my daily life right now. I have a small garden, and it's very true. The more I prune, when I get rid of dead or dying or branches or whatnot that really aren't producing, the plant does much better. If I top it and it then bushes out and I get more, I get more tomatoes actually. Um, so it's very true. And without it, when I do cut off stuff, even if I put those branches in the, in the dirt, they don't grow, they die. So it's critical for us to stay in, in Christ. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything I learned from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, so that you might go and be a bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. So really, his, he keeps stressing this, and he stressed it the, the chapter before, to love one another, to love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 18, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. So he also met, he mentioned this um, a few chapters ago, that the world, because he's not of the world, the world hates him. That he's showing the depravity, the shallowness of, the, of their lives and of their philosophies, and exposing them for what they are. So the world does hate him, and he'll, he'll hate those who follow in his footsteps, just like they hated him, they'll hate us because they don't want to hear what is being said. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin, i.e. they wouldn't know. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I, do not, if I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. He proved himself with his works, right? As it is, they have sinned, and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in the law. They hated me without reason. Verse 26. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth, who goes out from the father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. So that wraps up 
15, it's really Jesus reiterating his commandment to love one another as he loved us. And then more conversation about the Holy Spirit coming. But not to be surprised that the world does not care for us because we're not of the world. And when you're not of the world, the world's not going to like us. So with that, I'm just going to go ahead and close this with prayer. Father, I thank you for your words. I thank you for your message. I just pray that our hearts and our minds would be open and we would receive it and understand it and apply it. I thank you for this day and for all that you've done. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.